Welcome back to Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. This is interactive, serialized fiction. There is always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Welcome to episode number 57. We'll be reading the Wren Island series, part 5, scene 51. If you're just joining us, you'll find a short synopsis of the Wren Island series and a link to a recap episode in the show notes. Before we read today's scene, let's recap what happened in the previous episode. Allison told Nancy, the FBI agent, what she knew of Ralph and Shasta's situation. Nancy assured Allison the FBI had a plan in place. But the burden of worrying about Hack coming back and trying to keep secrets is wearing on Allison. She fears for the safety of her loved ones. In this episode, we'll catch up with Macy. She's not acting quite like herself, but it's hard to know just what might be going on. We'll read for about five minutes. Afterward, stick around to find out how this scene was influenced by readers like you. Here we go. The Wren Island Series by Laura Joy Lloyd, Part 5, Scene 51 In the kitchen, Macy took inventory. The upcoming holidays meant planning for both traditional and new recipes. She sorted through baking supplies. When she found a package of vanilla cookies with an expiration date looming, she tore it open and set it next to her coffee. Real coffee, not decaf, because she needed an afternoon pick-me-up. She munched on a cookie, sipped coffee to take the edge off the sweetness. By the time she had inventoried the nuts, dried fruit, and chocolate chunks, she was in full flight, buzzing through the kitchen, taking care of things this way and that. Yikes, were those more mouse droppings? Macy cleaned the area, then began scrubbing the floors throughout the kitchen and mudroom, because why not keep going once she'd started? In for a penny, in for a pound. It was a lot of floor to scrub, but at least a floor couldn't break as easily as a window pane. When she finished, she was wiped out. Wiped out. She refilled her mug, brought the coffee and cookies to the table, and sat. Actually, the first cookie was the only real kicker. After that, they stopped tasting sweet. She reached for a pen and paper and jotted menu ideas. For Thanksgiving, she'd make roast turkey with stuffing, green bean casserole, and gingered cranberries. Would Virgil and Jax join them for Thanksgiving dinner? Ralph? The way Ralph was kicking around the house, it was almost as if he'd moved in. Every so often, Macy checked for signs Ralph had stayed more than one night in a row. But so far, so good. What Macy really wanted to know, what she was dying to know, was what's up with that half-built storage shed on Ralph's property. She had hinted around every which way, trying to draw Shasta into telling her. One thing she knew for sure. Ralph had better not be taking advantage of Shasta. If he was... He was in trouble, with a capital T. And then there was the hack factor. The other day, when Macy asked Shasta if she still thought Ralph's son would be a good match for Allison, Shasta nearly bit off Macy's head. 
It was just as well. Virgil was the obvious choice. He was smart, funny, dependable, and kind. Plus, he was crazy about Allison. Patient, too, while Allison took her sweet time coming around. Another cookie, more coffee. Macy returned to her menu planning. After Thanksgiving, they'd do Christmas. Imagine how gift-giving would go. Shasta would bury them under unnecessary stuff. Impractical gadgets, jeans with holes torn out of the knees, headbands with whirly gigs. Then they'd have to give it all back so Shasta could sell it. Maybe they'd do a no-gifts Christmas. It might not be a bad idea with Allison acting so strange about money. All that hoopla about making road improvements gone by the wayside now. It wasn't like Allison to announce big plans like that, then walk away. Was it possible Allison's money was running out? Maisie recalled what she knew of the situation. Those miniature paintings Anne bought at a yard sale had brought in a boatload. It had always seemed like there would be plenty of money to go around, enough to last several lifetimes, much, much more than needed, like how people sometimes went to prison for several life sentences. Why she thought of that comparison, she honestly didn't know. Her brain went every which way these days, firing on all cylinders all the time. Oh, probably she thought of it because Shasta had said Ralph had a past. I don't care about his past, Shasta had said, in a way that indicated Ralph was some sort of criminal, or had been. Macy downed another half cup of coffee and warmed up the espresso machine, popped another couple of cookies. Flustered and warm, she removed her cardigan and tossed it to the back of a chair, like a rock star tossing undies into the crowd. Goodness, the notions tumbling around in her brain these days. She turned down the thermostat, poured a fresh cup of coffee, and dropped an ice cube in it because she didn't want to wait for it to cool. What had she come down here to the kitchen for, anyway? Oh, yes, to plan for the holidays. After the first of the year, she'd go back to green smoothies and exercise. Jazzercise had worked once years ago. She jumped up and did a couple of moves she remembered, then sagged back into a chair. Oh, she popped up again, cheesy potato casserole for Thanksgiving, and pumpkin crunch cake with tons of whipped cream. We just read from the Wren Island series, Part 5, Scene 51. Readers submitted ideas for Aunt Macy's holiday menu. Roast turkey with stuffing and all the trimmings, green bean casserole and cheesy potato casserole, cinnamon rolls, ginger cranberries and pumpkin crunch cake with tons of whipped cream, ham and cheese omelets, fresh pomegranates flown in from Hawaii, four kinds of pie, all of that delicious food shows up on Wren during the holidays. In the next episode, we'll be present for a special conversation between Allison and Virgil. You might remember a scene from part three, when Allison was injured and alone on a remote island, and she experienced a surreal moment. A bald eagle perched in a tree above her, and Allison felt that the eagle's presence might somehow be important, that it might somehow mean she was interesting. You'll find a link to listen to that episode, part three, scene 25, in the show notes. When I wrote that scene, I suspected Allison would, at some point, tell bird-loving Virgil about her experience with the eagle. And I was certain of one thing. I wanted to be there for that conversation. 
That was not a conversation I wanted to hear about secondhand. Oh, by the way, Allison told Virgil about the eagle, and yeah, he thought it was neat. Nope, you and I were going to be there front and center when Allison told Virgil about her experience with the eagle. That conversation and more happens in the next episode. Thanks so much for joining me here on Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. If this was your first visit to Wren Island and you'd like to find out what happened before you arrived, you'll find links in the show notes to listen to a recap episode or listen to the series from the very beginning. Here's another idea. Click on the link to subscribe to receive my emails. You'll get the current ebook version of the Wren Island series. You'll also start getting behind-the-scenes peeks at the developing story, and you'll hear about opportunities to actually influence what happens next. This is interactive, serialized fiction. There is always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Thanks for reading with me. 